This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello and welcome back. I'm Sam Dean, and today I'm really super excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, boundaries and particularly boundaries really gave me my life back in a way you know understanding boundaries and how to use them kindly and effectively is the key to increasing your capacity and empowering your business and team and I'm going to go as far as to say empowering yourself which is always the work starts with ourselves first it's a funny topic for us because our boundaries are completely blurred, I think, as professionals and in professional services. We jump to client demands, team demands, and particularly as leaders, we, you know, really have been taught this complete mindset of I need to deal with the thing in front of me as opposed to I need to really stick to my plan and, you know, work through that. So I'm going to work through this today and this links back to last week's topic on capacity once you start sort of looking at your capacity and what drives it this is when you can really start using some of the boundary work but today we're going to work through a few things and give you some sort of more simple ways to start by implementing it into your every day so for me learning about boundaries was quite a hard and somewhat unclear road honestly i thought boundaries was something i used to ride when I was on the big uh, cattle station in Longreach, but they are now my superpower to protect my energy and focus and really drive our business as well. And I think that this is, you know, very pertinent today going forward in this really age of disruption. The first time I really started doing any work on this was through Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Now, doesn't that sound intoxicating? Four-hour work week is not about actually working the four hours, but it's actually about sticking to, you know, what it is that you're really good at and looking at everything efficiently. So one of the big things that I learned through there and one of the initial boundary work that I did was very much around how to structure your week and keep your time dedicated to what you want. I think one of the big things that I sort of first started with boundary work was, you know, tapping out that time. And you've heard me talk about putting aside time and blocking out time to do specific jobs. And we'll use the example of, you know, maybe two hours a day just doing client work. So that's a boundary. That's a very simple boundary in our every day and we struggle with it. So a boundary is not, as I learned, putting a block out time in our calendar. 
So that's a simple way to do it, but it's the behaviours and the stuff that you need to do around it. Boundaries are either a tangible or, like I said with the calendar, an intangible line in the sand, which really puts a line on two things. What is your responsibility? What is not your responsibility? And what is okay with you and what is not okay with you? So when you have a very wide open boundaries, this is very unclear. And so what happens when people come over those boundaries, even if you haven't consciously set them subconsciously, you'll start resenting them and you'll start to get annoyed and it's very, very fatiguing. And it's, you know, you get to the end of the day and you think, well, what did I actually do? I didn't get what I wanted done. But when you actually start getting very structured on this and very clear, we can actually, you know, really start working from a pace of empowerment. Boundaries really affect every aspect of our businesses and also ourselves personally. They affect your time and really look at that overworking. Not having clear boundaries also makes you sort of overthink things as well because it's not clear. We tend to then overcommit and we'll do things. I mean, when you find yourself saying yes to something and then later going, what on earth am I doing this for? We then get to sort of rush things and we don't have any time to rest and recuperate. It also, um, and something I think affects us greatly and certainly has affected me and my businesses greatly, is around the boundaries of our offerings. So a big one for us is our scope of work. Our scope of work when we set it up is a boundary, but we have things called scope creep, etc., and they are boundaries. So how do we actually set those boundaries? And we're sometimes very clear on it in our scope of work, but then we allow people to creep over them. And it might not be that the client's actually creeping over that intentionally. It's just that we don't have the mechanisms or the conversation pieces to then say, no, hang on, that's not um, in our scope and this is going to cost this much more or, you know, why don't we have a look at that sort of stuff. It also greatly affects our marketing and how we actually look at ourselves. We kind of have this way that we put out, you know, when we have advisory services and every sort of services listed. But, you know, what is our boundary and what actually does that look like? It definitely affects our pricing and and we talked about pricing a little while ago and the boundaries on that. And Without having the clarity of how we do it and the actual value that we're offering you know, it's a boundary that is constantly, constantly overridden as well. Customer services and relationships for us too are a very big boundary, particularly for partners who kind of take every single call from their clients and then they, you know, set boundaries and also shift them to better channels that might actually service the client better or certainly shield and protect the partner's time more and you know classic examples of this is there is a channel set up that client services administration officers may be able to deal with ABN numbers and all that sort of stuff but we don't redirect them as leaders to those channels so that's a boundary being overdone. Employee productivity the way we measure things we do sometimes set boundaries and we might not set, you know, 70%, for example, might be productivity. You know, obviously there's a whole discussion to be have about productivity as a message, but then they never sort of 
looked at and sort of come back and discussed and, you know, the boundary set around them. And the other boundary, which I really would like to do, think about is, you know, our boundaries of our times that we work. So we all work. We can work over big hours and stuff like that. Nine to five is a boundary in itself. And if you're taking calls or doing things or sending messages to your staff on weekends or you're taking calls from your clients, then you go, oh, I'm working too hard and I'm working weekends. You're stepping then over your own boundaries in a way. So these are just some, some sort of outlines of some of the aspects in our business where boundaries come in and why it's really, really important to have a look at boundaries, how you react to them, how you set them and how important it is. Boundaries are very important from a personal health point of view and business health point of view. For me, my real boundary work did start, as I said before, in the business and with Tim Ferriss's stuff and really starting to benefit from the blockout times. My second sort of version of that then was to go forward a little bit more and look at what is the type of work that I wanted to actually do and how I wanted to spend my time. So, you know, some of the work, particularly tax work and stuff like that, I always found very fatiguing. So even though I wasn't too bad at it, particularly the compliance straight work as opposed to the advisory set of tax and actually talking to clients and developing advice around how we could improve their tax situations, the actual compliance work was very draining for me and I wasn't very good at filling out forms, doing work papers, etc. And this is different for very different for different people. And as soon as I kind of sort of moved across to that more advisory roles, um, I did find my energy and my ability to actually work increasing. So that was really curious to me at the time and I was kind of doing my own research at that point. Sort of fast-forwarding and actually, you know, looking at some of the business shifts that I've had over the last five or six years, that's all been about boundaries as well and actually thinking, well, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? And are the businesses that I was in servicing that desire? And that's a big boundary. I'm not saying everyone needs to go down it, but if you're really wanting to shift up and do bigger work, you have to look at what you want to do and then you set boundaries around that. Now, some of those boundaries could just be stepped out plans and sticking to them. Make sure, as I said before, you know, when you're looking at your plans and your time, if you have actual actions, you're setting your, your pace for that, a really good boundary becomes very clear and actually puts you on that path. So even you might not be exactly where you want to be right now, you know that you're on the aspect to it and it's boundary setting that needs to do that. And then, you know, from a personal aspect too, it's like who do you bring into your lives? One of my biggest um, capacity drains that I said last year is obviously different styles of people. And, you know, I've put significant boundaries on that. And I don't suggest you start there, but I just wanted to sort of talk about the journeys. So I know for sure that if you really start working on this boundary work and we're only sort of skating along the the top of it here today, and I would love to talk to you more deeply about it, the links to my calls are below um, in the show notes. It is so, so powerful. So the best way for me that I like to think of boundaries, as I said previously, is actually looking at your property boundaries and what they look like. So for most people, they've got either a house or a rental property or an apartment, and you're very clear 
on where your your apartment starts or your house starts or your house block starts and where it ends. Most people are. Obviously, there can be a bit of shade there. Now, to protect your boundaries, you put up different styles of fences. So if you just sort of, sort of want to be opening and welcoming, you might just have to say, I'm just going to look at a suburban block, a rose bush at the, at the front, so you, everyone can see where your house is, but it's quite welcoming. It wouldn't actually stop the neighbor's dog coming in and weighing on things or doing whatever. If you wanted to then to protect more or you wanted to keep dogs in or dogs out or people in and people out or children, you would then maybe put up a, a higher fence. And then if you didn't want any kind of energy to, to come in at all, you would um, put up a very big fence. So people tend to have two types of boundaries, if you like. They have, and I think we're very good at this as, as accountants because of our nice personality style, very open, wide boundaries, and that's why we get it very overwhelmed. And then the other, the extreme of that is also very shut down boundaries that have no sort of pliability about it. So you need to look at that. So to start you off on your boundary work, I'm going to suggest some, you know, a bit of a boundary impact exercise for you to do. So I just want you to sort of think about, go back to the capacity that we were talking about last week, if you like, or anything that you sort of thinking, well, no, I want to spend more time in my week planning. Um, I want to put at least two or three hours beside it or whatever that is. And then I want you to have a quick look at it and be clear of what that actually means to you so it could be I want two or three hours in my most energetic way and that I'm going to spend my time doing this on a Monday morning or Tuesday morning whatever that is and really set that down and then go through it and be very clear then to other people on what it is you actually want and then keep that boundary so then the next thing to it is to actually enforce it So people are going to push onto that boundary because we are changing our behavior. So then just sort of sit down and if somebody does come in on that time and go, no, I've got two hours here, then I'm working on this work. You know, I've got some time at 12 o'clock, can I see you then? Or whatever it is that you want to do it. Another way to look at it is if you're thinking that you're going to actually spending time on a client in that time or put any kind of framework in your in your mind to actually keep that time. But as I said, start small on this. Do not go over the top. So let me just round back that back down. One thing that you want to do during your week to set a boundary, and it could be I want to spend a couple of hours doing strategy work. It could be I want to spend a couple of hours on a particular client, whatever that is, and be very specific on a repeating time that you're going to do that. Two, think about how you're going to actually protect that boundary be very clear with everybody, make sure that you tell people up front if it's going to affect anybody, and then when that boundary is actually come across, push back on it and keep people accountable. This is the easiest place to start. Um, personal boundaries and stuff will delve down sort of later on in the year and get a little bit deeper on this, but just start simple and just start then building up. I'll put some stuff on the links on Brene Brown's work around boundaries it's very powerful as well and as I said before I would love for you guys to give me a call and have a conversation around it see if this was valuable and what if there's anything you specifically you know in that 15 minutes wanted to rumble on but I can tell you that if you build clarity about what you want and then work step by step to enforce it intentionally then you will ensure 
that you'll have long-term safe and that we will increase your capacity and then that your business will grow. As I said, the boundary work that I started fairly simply and then built out over time has become one of my most important tools going forward with the growth. And it also has created a lot more time in my day than was otherwise there before. So please, as I said before, click down below on the link. I would love to talk to you about this. Boundaries is such an important thing, and I think it will really help our industry and the people in the industry to really find clarity and really increase our capacity and basically save some of our insanity going forward. And as always, please continue the conversation and be brave. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au. And remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.